This is essentially creating an entirely new business for you. We're not saying reading happens on this side and shopping happens on that side. What we really wanted to create was this perfect fusion of content and commerce. You move away from being like a publisher to an e-commerce player. How do you guys manage the balance on that? Ultimately, we completely removed the capability of our brand partnerships team that sells our advertising to sell anything that has to do with commerce. When our audience actually pays money to wear a product that carries the highest nobody name. I mean, there, there's really nothing more beautiful than that. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion. Welcome to a breaking news special edition of Inside Fashion on the BOF podcast. Today, I sit down virtually with the founder and CEO of streetwear sensation website, High Snobiety, which has always been known as an independent arbiter and participant in the fast growing streetwear category, which is of course, really exciting for especially young male consumers of fashion. Today on the BOF podcast, David talks about his new e-commerce strategy and how High Snobiety is going to launch itself into the content arena. Now, as a company that's typically only worked in brand partnerships and only dabbled in affiliate marketing and the occasional brand collaboration, this is a massive new business initiative for David. So I talked to him a little bit about the strategy underpinning it, the team and technology that he's had to build and how much of an impact it can have on the business. And we also reveal that Prada will be the first launch partner for High Snobiety's commerce strategy. So here's David Fisher, Inside Fashion. Hello, David. Imran, what's up? How are you doing? I'm good. Are this, you is our, this is our first time doing like a podcast recording of two people in different locations. So you're in New York today. Correct. Um, what uh, what brings you to New York? I mean, I'm, I'm actually almost every month in New York. Uh, we have a good, good amount of our business and our team sits in New York. So I spend as much time here as I can. And it just happened to be so that, that I'm here this week as well. Otherwise, I would have, of course, loved to be with you in London. Okay, well, we're gonna make the best use of technology. I, I know you have some really big news to announce today, but um, before we get into that, for those people who aren't familiar with High Snobiety, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the history of High Snobiety and how how you've started building it into a business. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, High Snobiety is now uh, about 14 years old. It started in 2005 as a passion blog, uh, an outlet for me to to really speak about, you know, my uh, my interests in fashion, my interest in uh, product uh, and, you know, uh, an interest in, in sort of obscure Japanese streetwear and and uh, limited edition sneakers, things that were not not necessarily amongst the most popular back then. And um, and, you know, has evolved into, uh, I guess you could say, a global media brand, uh, you know, th things such as manswear, streetwear. Um, sneakers have, of course, uh, become much bigger topics in uh, in in the lifestyle space, and uh, and we could grow along with those, and uh, and so the business has nicely evolved over the last fourteen years, kind of growing from a passion block into a publishing business, and then from a publishing business into a, a slightly larger content studio business, where we today support 
all kinds of uh, brands with content production, with uh, content strategy, with experiential extensions. And of course, all of that in combination with content distribution across of all of our channels, you know, uh, mainly heisenbeide.com, uh, a bunch of social media channels, and uh, our print magazine, which comes out biannually. And uh, yeah, so th that that's more or less in, in, in very quick uh, terms what, what Heisenbeide has become in the last 14 years. It sounds like a very familiar story to me when I think about the history of BOF and um, starting as a passion blog. Um, one of the things that you guys have dabbled in that is, I think, an, a big opportunity for you, you guys raised a, your first round of funding um, from a bunch of investors a while back, almost $10 million. And the big push or idea back then was clearly this thinking about e-commerce. And today, you're ready to make your first big announcement around what the strategy is going to be. So do you, in the first instance, just want to tell us a little bit about this, the kind of model that you've chosen, how it's going to work, you know, why you've chosen that model? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think to maybe to maybe even take one step back, I think for, for those uh, for those people that are not as familiar with Heisenabadi, you know, Heisenabadi has been really since the first day uh, a platform that, that that is known to be a discovery platform for great product uh, and the discovery platform, a feed, an endless feed of great product. And so in many ways, we've always been extremely close to to product, not only to uh, to fashion and lifestyle and 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 uh, market overall, but really to product uh, at its very essence. And um, and so in many ways, you know, I've been always extremely passionate to not only tell the stories of those products through our channels, but to on some level also get involved uh, on the actual product. You know, and so over the years, we've uh, you know we've done uh, various product collaborations. We've done. Uh, we've, we've teamed up with all kinds of different brands and for the most part always for pure marketing purposes, you know, just because we we had fun working with Adidas on a bunch of sneakers, with Mikeita on a pair of sunglasses and so on and so forth. And so, so in many ways, it's a dream come true to now, you know, move our business, uh, you know, also in a, in a much bigger way into commerce and to uh, to be able to really... Um, express ourselves now in a completely new way next to being a storyteller uh, in many ways. And so we've been working on this for quite a while. And so we're extremely excited to finally be able to speak about it uh, today. And uh, so we're uh, launching a commerce extension uh, to Heisen Abayadi, which will launch in the next four weeks. And uh, I think what, what ultimately makes it unique are a few different things. Heisenbaide and the market we're in has become known for the so-called drop, right? Uh, rather than releasing product in a you know, more traditional sense through you know, wholesale distribution, uh, through retailers, uh, our market, our community is very much accustomed to um, these special product releases where, you know, in many cases, limited edition or exclusive products are uh, releasing throughout the season. Uh, and uh, not so much based on a on a seasonal calendar, uh, so to speak. And so uh, we have decided to really go with that model since that is completely true to our audience and to our community. And uh, we felt like you know it's it's a model that also really speaks to the dynamic that uh, a young male audience such as ours uh, is really looking for. So 
Um, ultimately, the high somatic commerce model is a model where we will be dynamically dropping products uh, over time, you know, uh, sometimes once a week, sometimes several times a week, uh, where we team up with brands to strategically release product in a very uh, content-led model and, uh, and uh, you know, bring product to market in a way like it's never really been done before, you know. And so I think what... Uh, the really the unique points are on one hand the exclusivity uh, of the product, the way we bring the product to the market, and also the true fusion of content and commerce in a in a way where uh, you know we haven't seen it uh, yet before. Uh, just because I mean the the content portion is really where we're coming from and where we're the experts, and we feel like we can do that in a way like nobody else has done before. So tell us a little bit more about the product um, itself. You know, is this exclusive product that you're creating and partnering with the brand on developing, or are they just creating products for you that will be available only on high snobiety? So it'll ultimately be uh, all of those things, depending on the partnership with uh, with the brand. In some cases, we are the exclusive wholesale partner uh, on a global sc- on a global level. In other cases, it may be co-designed by us and co-branded with High Snobiety. Uh, sometimes it may be a time exclusive where we may get access to certain products before other retailers. But um, ultimately, we, of course, want to make sure as often as possible that the product that we make available is only available from us when we make it available. Uh, that is always the goal. And uh, But then the level of exclusivity sort of varies uh, on each partnership. Uh, and we really believe that, I mean, the differentiator, one of the differentiators is, of course, exclusivity, but it's, uh, but it's certainly not the only one. You know, we're also, we're just as excited about the fact that we can give the stories and the people behind these products space in a way that nobody else can. Uh, just because, I mean, a, a, a normal retailer or, uh, or e-commerce retailer is not you know focused on the stories. It's not doesn't have the space to tell the stories uh, where we absolutely do. And so this fusion of content and commerce is really uh, something that that we also feel very strongly about, and uh, and that we feel is a key differentiator in what we do. Furthermore, you know we really go much further than you know walking into a showroom and selecting a bunch of product uh, for our platform. We really try to get involved and um, you know and support brands with matchmaking. So in some cases, we may bring them a new partner to work with to produce something specifically for us. Uh, in other cases, we may be that partner. So you know we we really want to innovate not only uh, on how we deliver the product. Uh, we don't only want to innovate on the exclusivity of it or on the content of it, but also then on what type of product is actually being made for us. Got it. So let's put that into practice with a real life example. I mean, it's really exciting that you managed to convince Prada to be your first partner for this initiative. They haven't necessarily been a brand at the forefront of digital innovation. So my first question to you is like, how do you convince a really kind of elevated and particular brand like Prada to experiment on a new model like this? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, 
First of all, we're, of course, thrilled to have Prada uh, as our first partner for many different reasons. One of the reasons is because we can surprise our own market and community with it. You know, if we would have released now a sneaker as a first uh, as a first release or, uh, you know, some uh, a collection of a streetwear designer, I think it would have felt very expected. Whereas with Prada, we can kind of surprise the market and say, look, you know, we're, we're really looking beyond uh, what you may associate with high snobiety. And, uh, and we really want to surprise everybody with what we're going to do here uh, on the commerce side of things. So, so that's what truly excited us about uh, the opportunity with Prada. At the same time, uh, specifically on this Prada project, we're the exclusive wholesale partner for the Prada Linea Rosa, the Prada sportswear collection, where we feel there's an extremely genuine connection between that collection and what Prada did with that collection in the 90s when it first launched and uh, with what we stand for and with what they stand for today. You know, so so this, uh, you know, connection of uh, Prada's innovation in the luxury sportswear space in the 90s is, is a very authentic story for us. And that's what we felt, you know, draws a great connection with us. And um and those were kind of the starting points, you know, to to kind of kick this off with Prada. Now, what uh, what ultimately excited Prada about it was, of course, access to a young male audience that is uh, extremely important to the next chapter of the brand. They need to remain relevant to a young audience, and uh, they, of course. You know, like most brands, have a hard time getting access to that audience. At the same time, we're literally talking all day with that audience and can now close the loop and not only talk about product, but really, uh, you know, also give access to the product through our new e-commerce extension uh, that uh, that we're launching. And so this combination of product discovery and purchase uh, is something that resonated extremely well with Prada and actually a lot of the other partners uh, that we've been speaking with these last few months. And um, and that's what ultimately convinced them to to be working with us. So just so I understand, when you say you're the exclusive launch partner for Linea Rosa, does, are we expecting multiple products, like a big collection? Like what's actually dropping and when? So uh, we're launching uh, in late May. Uh, what it ultimately means is that we're the only wholesale retailer that has access to the Prada Linea Rosa collection for both men and women, uh, which is uh, very exciting to us. Um, so outside of Prada's own retail, this product will only be available on highsnobody.com. Amazing. Well, I remember Linea Rosa from the 90s for sure. And I know I've always wanted them to bring it back. So I'm sure that's going to be you know, quite resonant with your community, uh, even if many of them may not have been an, alive in the late 90s That's, like I was. That is absolutely true, yeah. <laughs> um, just a, a question, though, like, so if it's a wholesale model, are you taking ownership of the inventory and actually taking on that risk from a business model perspective? Or are you facilitating the transaction for Prada and they own the inventory? So in principle, our model means that we are taking the risks, uh, by which I mean we are stocking the product, we're shipping the product, we're doing really everything that is customer-facing we are doing, uh, simply put, because we want to make sure that we own every customer touchpoint. 
we want to know how the package goes out, how it's packaged, how does it look, how does it smell, how does it, we want to know, you know every, every, everything that, that the end consumer uh, receives from us, we want to be in charge of. Um, that said, you know, the, the actual economics behind it also sort of depend then on the partner. In some cases, you know, we can return product. In other cases, you know, if a product carries our name, you know, we, of course, cannot return it, you know. So, so that sort of varies, uh, you know, on a deal-by-deal basis. But uh, in general, um, we build a model that allows us to really manage the full process from product delivery to return to, you know, literally every every step of the way that an e-commerce platform needs to do, we are capable of doing in-house. So that brings me to my next question, which is really, this is essentially creating an entirely new business for you. You know, you've had affiliate marketing before, you've done collaborations with brands, as you mentioned early on in the conversation, but like, from a technology perspective, from a product development perspective, from a logistics and customer service perspective. Can you talk a little bit about how you're building the team that's going to be able to deliver this and kind of live up to the standards that I know as a founder and someone who's like really tight with your community, that's going to be really important to you that you don't fall down on this? I mean, ultimately, the biggest challenge uh, that we're facing is, of course, the fact that we have been around for 14 years. And therefore, there's this, there's, of course, a certain level of expectation that comes with everything that we do. Um, You know, in the beginning, when we started talking about commerce, uh, many people asked me, ah, great, you know, you can maybe start shipping to the UK first. And then a year later, you open up the US. And then, and I was like, no, we cannot. You know, I mean, I can't tell 50% 50% of our audience that we're not shipping to them. You know, so, um, so the, the, the biggest complications really come from, uh, from the fact that we need to deliver at a very high quality level on a global scale from day one. And, um, and that's really what we had to get, get uh, prepared for. You know, and so, um, you know, it, and that's why it's taken us also a while to really put it into place. You know, we've been working now for uh, over 12 months on launching it. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've had to build a substantial tech team, uh, you know, for this as well, because suddenly we're talking about, uh, you know, all kinds of security that is necessary with payment processing. I mean, you know, all kinds of questions. I mean, you know this very well that you just don't have to answer if you're a publisher. You know that we suddenly have to uh, have to look into, and um, and so you know thankfully I can say that we managed to excite a lot of people to come on board and support us with this. You know we have a we have a quite strong uh, commerce environment actually um, when it comes uh, when it comes to talent in Berlin. Uh, obviously we have uh, Zalando uh, in town, which attracts quite a bit of talent. Uh, on the e-commerce front. So when it comes to drawing e-commerce talent, that's maybe, it's, it's actually maybe one of the best places in the world to draw talent from, uh, which allowed us to, uh, to really bring in some fantastic people uh, on the tech side, on the, uh, on the customer front as well. Uh, that helped us scale. And we also, you know, really made sure that we uh, did our diligence when it came to picking, you know, uh, 
the various systems, you know, who, okay, how do we ship? Uh, what commerce system do we use to power uh, the sales? How do we build this into our page? You know, um, because as I mentioned earlier, uh, a key differentiator, uh, you know, of, of the high somebody commerce strategy is that we're not saying uh, reading happens on this side and shopping happens on that side. What we really wanted to create was this perfect fusion of content and commerce, which ultimately means that we need our commerce to be built into the storytelling on the site. You know, so so th those were all things that ultimately informed how we had to build uh, the commerce setup uh, for what we have coming. And um, and but yeah, I mean, to your point, it, it's. It it sounds it sounds quite simple, you know. Yeah, they'll ship some product now. The oh, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound simple as all to me. I mean, that's, <laughs> for me, it's like a as someone who's had to launch different businesses alongside our core publishing businesses. You know, you know when we launched our subscription BOF professional right. business, I you know as we got closer and closer to kind of understanding the complexity of doing it, you know. It, it requires a lot. Absolutely. And, and as you know, it's, you know, you, you're launching a new business while the other one is, is, is running, you know, like, right. so it's, it's, you can't even say, okay, stop, you know, let's stop this for a moment and then like see exactly how we're going to No, you, you kind of need to, you know, you, you need to keep on building and growing the other business while launching this new business. Um, so um, it's, I mean, absolutely it, it's challenging, uh, but thankfully, the excitement overweighs that. You know, one thing that I was thinking about putting myself in your shoes as, you know, I think of High Snobiety as having built up this incredible following for its kind of position to like talk about product and talk about product in a way that's relatively independent. So of course you have the content studio stuff where, you know, people are paying you essentially to tell stories around their brands and products. Yeah. You guys also have taken a position on things and I just wonder, you know, how you manage that going forward because it's 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 one thing to be like an independent arbiter of what's cool, but when you start selling stuff, sure. You know, you you move away from being like a publisher to an e-commerce player. So of course, companies like, you know, Net-A-Porter and Mr. Porter and Matches and all these people, they create content, but they started as commerce businesses and the content was always about selling product. Yeah. How do you guys manage the balance on that? So without losing your cred, you know? So, I mean, obviously uh, that was one of the very big questions when it came to how we would uh, set this up. And um, ultimately, you know what we what we had to do. I mean, and what what feels absolutely right as well. So we, we have an advertising content studio business, which is on uh, on some level quite scalable, right? I mean, we can have uh, we can do five productions a month there, or we can do twenty five. Uh, we can we can have five sponsored stories on High Snobiety per week, or we can have twenty. You know, like there's there's a certain level of scalability that uh, that goes with it. We don't have that on the commerce side uh, the same way, um, and um, and you know especially to your point, you know, you know we can't just sell anything on the commerce side, you know, because ultimately our our commerce 
business, especially you know in the beginning, it will entirely live off of the quality of product that we manage to get on there. And, and so the absolute number one rule for commerce is we can only have the very best product in the world being sold on there. Um, how do we achieve that? Ultimately, we completely removed the capability of our brand partnerships team that sells our advertising to sell anything that has to do with commerce. And, uh, and so, you know, obviously these guys are in touch all day with, you know, with uh, lifestyle brands around the world. And these lifestyle brands may be a good fit for commerce, but we only talk to these brands about commerce when the commerce team reaches out to the brand partnerships team and asks to be introduced. So effectively, you're stopping part of the work that you've been doing in the content studio. We're not stopping uh, anything, but all the, you, you have to imagine. So if we're, um, if let's say our brand partnerships team is talking to Prada about an eyewear campaign, then 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 there's that eyewear campaign. But then but the brand partnerships team cannot pitch Prada the idea of selling that eyewear on heisnabadi.com. So if it's the, completely separate. Co- correct. So if but if the if the commerce team says. Hey, brand partnerships team, we'd love to talk to Prada about eyewear. Then we can talk about eyewear, you know. Got and it. so, uh, and so we have we have this literally this Chinese wall that we put up there, and uh, and of course we have occasions such as you know such as with Prada where you have that perfect storm. Commerce wants it, and brand partnerships wants it, you know. And so that's of course a perfect case scenario. But since that is not hundred percent of the time the case at all. You know, we had to make sure that there is that wall in between the two. And it, uh, quite frankly, of course, also protects us on, a, uh, on the other side because you don't want advertising money to be exchanged for, uh, for commerce money. You know, so we, we don't want to trade. Uh, you don't want to cannibalize your other business. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You know, yeah. so, it's, so it's really, it, it makes complete sense to run it that way uh, for, for those two reasons. And for now, I have to say that works really well. We're actually noticing that we can continue to work with partners on advertising while also bringing them on board uh, of the commerce platform uh, for a very specific project. Got it. So let's look ahead a bit. You know, Prada is the first brand that's launching. Super exciting. But I know you're a man with a plan. So like, <laughs> imagine two years from now, David, can you give me a sense of what you see this new commerce business, what role you see it playing in the overall high snobiety universe? How big will it be? What will be the frequency of drops? Like, you know, you're, 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 you're obviously gonna work up to a, a scale. Like, give us a sense of what you scale it is. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I of course foresee this becoming a significant part of our business in the future. I think, uh, I mean, I would I would love for it to become, uh, you know, maybe in three to five years, a 50-50 type of uh, division, you know, in our business where 50% is still advertising content related and the other 50% is uh, is commerce related. I think um, I think you'll see multiple drops a week from us at that point. I think you'll see, uh, you know, a substantial private label strategy that uh, that has been built up by then. That is part of what we do uh, on the commerce side of things. So by private label, you basically mean high snobiety product. Correct. I mean that will that will already be part of our strategy this year. 
Okay. Um, so, so you know, not not late after Prada, you'll see the first release coming on that front. So we're like a high snobity sneaker, maybe also. <laughs> amongst amongst other things, um, so there's. Uh, I can see the headline now: High Snobiety Launch Sneaker Collection. Does that excite you? That it does excite me, but but I think for that one we may still need a bit longer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but uh, private uh, High Snobiety branded product uh, will certainly be a substantial portion of what we will do in the future as well. And I think what, what really excites me most about all of this is that the combination of content and commerce will get us even closer to the community that we speak with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this idea that we can interact with this community, listen to them, um, and hear what kind of product they may be interested in but aren't getting yet, uh, and how we can maybe facilitate in, in creating that product for them and with them, uh, I think that's a very, very exciting outlook that uh, that I can't wait for. And um, obviously, you know, since we've been around for 14 years already, there's a, a nice level of trust that we get on the brand side today already. And, uh, and therefore, we can actually step into conversations with brands and I wouldn't say dictate, but certainly, um, you know, co-curate collections, co-curate products, co-design product, um, which uh, which I find uh, very, very exciting. You know, I want to double click on the uh, private label thing for a minute because it always makes me wonder when I look at companies like um, Net-A-Porter and Matches and some of these other kind of big e-commerce players, why they haven't pushed harder into private label because the margins on a wholesale business are really tough in e-commerce with the service levels required with the returns but when you think about selling direct to consumer effectively which is like the big thing shifting the fashion and beauty industries right now is like bypassing middlemen making products directly selling them directly to customers i mean that could be a really substantial business for you absolutely I mean, and that's how that's how we see it. I mean, it's uh, it could be substantial, and at the same time, it allows us to you know even more so inform what we bring to market, and um, you know it's it's not something that we'll do easily overnight. You know, we we have to you know build the infrastructure, we have to build the teams, and and bring on the talent to really you know also fulfill our vision there because. Obviously, we, you know, as with everything, we don't just want to do some T-shirts. We don't just want to do some merch, you know, uh, like everybody wants to call it these days. You know, we we have certain expectations also towards that part of our business. And um, and so that'll take us some time. But uh, we absolutely, you know, see that as one of the really big opportunities within the model. And, you know, it's, it's also the ultimate cosign from our audience, you know, when, when our audience... Uh, actually pays money to wear a product that carries the highest nobody name. I mean, there, there's really nothing more beautiful than that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the same way your audience, you know, pays you several hundred uh, dollars a year to be able to read your content. That's amazing. That's, I mean, the ultimate cosign uh, to your brand. And, and we want to achieve that same level through product. We've seen some of that work already. You know, we, we have launched product over the years here and there. And so so we know there's appetite for it if we, you know, do it right. 
and um, and so uh, so we're really excited, of course, about that as well, but also are well aware that we need to do it the right way. Got it. Um, so what does this mean for David Fisher and how you spend your time? I mean, I have always and will always enjoy, uh, obviously, being involved in all of these conversations. You know, I love being in a in a in a client meeting and pitching them a great new uh, new content idea, and I love just as much now sitting down with the commerce team and brainstorming, you know, what uh, you know our new sneaker collaboration will look like and what it will stand for. And above all, you know, I think my my job is always to um, to bring all these different sides together ultimately, you know, because obviously I'm one of the few people in our company that sits in all of these conversations and can bring them together. Um, and, uh, you know, I may know that the editorial team uh, has interest in visiting, I don't know, the Prada Linea Rossa factory. And at the same time, I know that the commerce team is pitching Prada Linea Rossa to bring them onto the commerce platform. And suddenly we have this beautiful, coherent story that we can tell and, and so in, in many cases, it's, it's for me uh, very much about being that connector internally. And, um, and that's really also what I, what I love the most, the diversity of, of the role uh, I'm in. And, and it's becoming even more diverse. And, uh, and to be honest, also, Heisnabadi exists because of my passion for product uh, right. in, in many ways. And, uh, and now I suddenly, you know, actually get to, you know, sit down with my team and create product and, uh, and bring on product. And that is, that, that's just so much fun. Amazing. Well, it sounds like a dream come true and a natural evolution for High Snobody. I look forward to that Linea Rosa launch. Thank you. In a few weeks from now, um, we will be tracking how it goes and I look forward to speaking to you in the coming months to get some more feedback and thank you be great. for sharing your news with us first yes um, so we can share it with our community here at BOF and um, that's all for this very special breaking news episode of the Inside Fashion Podcast I'm Imran Ahmed founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion looking at a screen with founder and CEO of High Snobiety David Fisher on the other end and um, we hope that you've enjoyed this inside look into the new high snowbody e-commerce strategy bye bye if you enjoyed this conversation you might be interested in BOF professional our global membership community from the business of fashion BOF professional members receive unlimited access to all of our articles, daily members-only analysis, the BOF professional iPhone app, biannual print issues, and all of our online education courses as part of your membership. For a limited time only, we are offering BOF podcast listeners an exclusive discount on an annual BOF professional membership. To get 25% off of your first year, click on the link in the episode notes, select the annual package, and enter the special invitation code PODCAST2019 at the checkout. We hope you enjoy it, and don't forget to tell your friends.